Um, the texter who made the daddy joke, uh, LOL, I'm 52. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, daddy. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, okay. So that's weird. Uh, this sounds like a great opportunity to welcome Blaine Kylo into the conversation. Now, uh, speaking of uh, of uh, Big Daddy, hey, Blaine. <laughs> I don't quite know how to take that. <laughs> Can I ask you a dad question? Because I got myself caught on a dad thing today. All right. So I went and bought today all of my sort of Christmas chocolates. Normally, you would entertain at Christmas time, and I like to have some chocolates around. Favorites being, of course, the Toblerone, the Lint, you know, those truffle ball things. Yep. And, um, you know, Turtles. Turtles kisses. Yeah. Right. I like those. So anyway, but when I bring them home, I have to hide them. And I don't mean like I hide them, hide them. I just make them not obviously in the normal spot. Like, for example, I will put the turtles in the pots and pans because that's where my kids will never go because they don't do those things. So um, do you do that, too? Or is that me just being a bad dad? Oh, no, no. Because if they're visible, then they'll get eaten and then you don't have them when you need them. Um, and kids are notorious for not being able to have just one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that I, I suppose that's also true for adults. It's just adults. We kind of give ourselves permission to eat the whole box. Yeah. Well, and that's kids aren't how supposed this, to do that. So we need to help them. That's how this came up was I just went and put my hoodie on cause uh, it's getting chilly here. And uh, as I put my hoodie on a bunch of lint balls and turtles fell out of my <laughs> pockets cause I was hiding them to eat them later. <laughs> and then I forgot. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, busted. Busted it is. Well, speaking of cool dads, Blaine Kylo is a technology hound. He loves all of the tech things, and uh, he's the coolest dad in the world because he gets the video games to try for free and the big TVs and all the fun stuff. So here we are. We are a week away from Christmas Eve. That's it. We're running out of time, Blaine Kylo. What do we have on the list of, oh, my God, I've only got a week left? Yeah, there, there's always that scramble, right? You, you either got busy and didn't realize that, oh, wow, it's the 16th of December, or sometimes we forget somebody. That happens, depending on how big your list is. Or worse, how much you, you like them. realize that that distant cousin got you something, and now you'll just be an ass if you don't reciprocate, so you're scrambling <laughs> to get something. Um, and these days, it's easier than ever, one of the easiest things to do is to just gift a subscription. Um, and some of the best, I think, are, I mean, Netflix, Queen's Gambit was just amazing. So a Netflix subscription is a real no-brainer. Um, if you want to stick with the streaming services, Disney Plus is an interesting option. Um, early next year, shows from the Hulu service in the U.S. Uh, it, it's called Star when Disney shows those outside of the US and they're adding that to the Disney Plus service. So your subscription next year is actually going to give you more. Um, there is the Apple One subscription, the new bundle of services from Apple that includes Apple Fitness Plus. 
Um, you can gift somebody a password manager subscription, and one password is always my pick. It's the best one out there, and it's made in Canada, so you're supporting a local business. And the best deal in gaming is Xbox Game Pass Ultimate because a subscription to that gives you your Xbox Live Gold membership, access to more than 100 games, you pick and choose the ones you want to play, and also a membership to EA Play, which is all of the sports games and all the other fun games from Bioware and things like that that EA publishes. So Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, those are all good. And video games are a fine last-minute option because these days you can instantly purchase and gift digital versions of those. The only thing you need to make sure you know is what system somebody's playing on. It's really bad form to buy an Xbox person a PlayStation exclusive. Um, <laughs> so avoid those. But a couple of the really great ones out there... Um, Watch Dogs Legion is a really good one. It's multi-platform. Um, I am having a great time with my kids um, playing Hades and Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, and another Ubisoft game that's really delightful, actually, is Immortals Phoenix Rising. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. This is the one based on um, Greek mythology, and it's very Assassin's Creed-like but it is um, scaled down. It's not quite as dark in tone. It's much lighter. It's quite hilarious at times. And then, of course, you've got your amazing games from um, NHL or FIFA. And then if you want to fly spaceships, it's Star Wars Squadrons. And all of these things you can get instantly for another person by buying them a digital copy for their system of choice. Star Wars Squadrons, that sounds fun for me to look at for my kid. <laughs> for me to steal his it, machine. It it is it is it is you're you're flying all of the spaceships from the Star Wars universe. It's quite an outstanding game. It's not easy. It's not an arcade flyer. It's much more like um a flight simulator, but it's got a really good story anchoring the experience and there's nothing like being able to fly an X Wing. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love that. Uh, we had a quick text message here. Um uh, that I wanted to throw at you, Blaine, before we continued. Um, da -da -da -da. Samsung A71. Have you had a chance to get in front of that one yet? The phone? Uh, no, that's I, I haven't had hands-on with that. Um, that is Samsung's, um, it, I, I'm going to say it's a budget device, so it's not the full-featured, uh, high-powered handset. Um, and... I, I don't have much of an opinion of it except to say that it's a Samsung device, so you know it's going to be solid. Um, and if you're looking for a phone that will give you the basic functionality without the high-powered price tag of the S series or the Note series, um, the A is the way to go. And I've always thought the Samsung cameras were you know, pretty dynamite no matter what you went for for a, for a phone. So... That would be my contribution to that one. Um, all right, so Blaine Kylo, here we are. Nest thermostats. Um, as I'm just putting on my um, putting on my slippers and my hoodie here in the house. Um, I've been looking at the the smart home idea, but uh, not sure if I should go there yet. Well, Nest kind of got things going with smart homes. They revolutionized thermostats, and this was what before they were 
acquired by Google and they became part of the, the Google suite of devices and services. And there's been a couple of generations of the Nest thermostats. Uh, the, the latest one came out just about six weeks ago. It's more effective. It's simpler to use. It looks nice on the wall. Um, it's actually really easy to install on your own, especially if you already have. Um, if you've got a thermostat on the wall and you're just replacing it with a Nest, it, it, it takes a few minutes. There's a really good tutorial in the Google Home app that walks you through exactly how to do it. And using the app, you can set schedules and control the device when you're away from home. And it will automatically turn down the temperature if there's nobody there. So not only are you able to more accurately control the temperature in your house, but you can save in heating costs because you're not going to heat the house when you're not there. You can automatically have it turned down at night so it's cooler, which is better for sleeping. Um, yeah, the new Nest thermostat is, is a gangbuster. I really like it. It'll be a more amazing when they get to the point where it'll recognize if only the kids are home. <laughs> and then it'll turn it down and make them cold. It'll also automatically turn all the lights off after they leave a room. Well, yeah, you going. can already do that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Not with Nest, but you've got you've got other devices. When I first started playing around with um with lights, it was actually kind of hilarious to be on a business trip somewhere and turn out the lights in the living room when I knew everybody was in there. That's fun. Oh, those are good dad jokes. I love this. Okay, so you were talking a little bit of um as you said the the squadrons thing there getting, you know, into that flight sim scenario there have been more flight sims starting to come out finally again after a big drought what's this one around christmas here in santa claus yeah this is actually the Waze app so if you're doing any driving around and you know we're not doing long road trips this year because we're staying close to home to help flatten the curve and get a handle on COVID-19. But if you are driving around, uh, I always recommend using Waze as a navigation tool. Um, and Waze has got a holiday theme update right now. So when you're using the app, it, it actually has a little icon, a little avatar for your, your car, your vehicle. And you can actually turn that into Santa's sleigh. So you can make yourself feel like you're actually driving Santa's sleigh around by equipping this theme from Waze. And if you really want to get into the holiday spirit, you can have Santa give you directions uh, using the, the voice control um, that, that Waze provides. So yeah, you can drive the sleigh and, and have Santa tell you where to go. That's way better and cooler than the beach ball on my Garmin uh, rolling around as I drive. Um, cool stuff. Okay, Cyberpunk 2077. Now, we might have to go full tilt on this one here um, uh, through the break or not, but let's get into the piece about it and let's get the clip, then we'll talk about it. Test of a person's true value. Death. Facing. Staring it down. <sighs> Johnny. I got you. Tanky. It's neurogenic shock. He's dying. V, you in there? Ah, my head. So what now? Now, you find out what it is you need to do. Okay, so Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, you have your thoughts about this. I want you to present those. We might have a bit of a throwdown here. 
um, because Ryan has some thoughts, and I figured maybe the two of you could debate the game a little bit. Um, We might have to do that after the break if we're out of time, but tell us your thoughts and where Cyberpunk 2077 lands. Highly anticipated this game, and it's never easy to live up to expectations. And one of the issues is CD Projekt Red, the developer and publisher of this game, they set extraordinarily high expectations with this game. Um, in the clip, you heard the voice of Keanu Reeves, uh, who plays a pretty fundamental and important character in the game. He really got into this experience. He put everything into it. Um, and so on paper, it's amazing. It's the game is rooted in a pen and paper role playing game that was first published in 1988. The guy who created it consulted on this. It's supposed to be amazing. And there are glimpses of genius in this game. The problem with Cyberpunk 2077 is that the experience of playing the game is not going to be the same for everybody. If you're playing on a PC, if you're playing on a Windows computer and it's kitted out with pretty good components, you're going to have a pretty solid experience. The game looks great. If you're playing on a console, and especially a last-gen console, so a PS4 or an Xbox One, the game is pretty broken. Um there are visual glitches all over the place and often you'll forgive those because the game itself is really good. But when the game actually breaks, when it, it crashes and turns your system off or um, something that's supposed to happen in the game so that you can progress the story won't happen because of something going on with the coding and the game effectively breaks for you. You can't actually play it anymore. That's not a good experience. And what's happened with Cyberpunk 2077 is, despite the genius that is inside the package, if you can't actually get the package to run properly, it's all irrelevant. Um, so what I'm recommending is, in a year, after a whole bunch of continued work by CD Projekt Red to update the game and iterate on the game and fix these problems, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be an outstanding and amazing game to play, but I wouldn't get it yet. I would wait for them to fix those problems because otherwise you're going to be putting time and effort into a game that may or may not work, and you've got no control over whether it will. 877-399-9898. We have Blaine Kylo on the line. Um, Blaine, a text that comes in from Roadhammer asks this question. Ask Blaine, how do I get my daughter to take a break from playing Cyberpunk 2077? Well, if she's enjoying it that much and it doesn't break, I don't know why you would stop her. Um, When you get into the game, if it's working for you, there's a lot to like here. Um, I would suggest to the listener that if your kid is under the age of 16, maybe they shouldn't be playing Cyberpunk 2077. Um, And if they're over the age of 16 at this time of year, um, I I probably would just let them go because they're going to find a way to play it anyway. Okay. Now, uh, let's bring Ryan into the conversation. Ryan has been all over the Cyberpunk. Now, Ryan, did you say when you talked about it that you had the trouble or your girlfriend's console had the trouble? So I... For reference, Blaine, I'm on the PS5, and 
I have had some funny glitches in the game, you know, arms disappearing, characters talking out of sync or floating, you know, standard open world RPG glitches. But the main problem I have had is just the game crashing, not the console, but the game. However, my girlfriend has a PS4 and she has had all of the problems, which is unfortunate because she wants to play this game almost just as much as I do. And like you said, if you're on PS4, uh, it's it's kind of tough to justify playing the game. However, I would agree with you that if you're on next gen or a PC and uh, I did some research, if you want to get a PC that can run the game perfectly, it's going to cost you about two thousand dollars. Uh, that's how big and uh, beautiful this game is. Uh, it is worth it. it. It's so good. It's so much fun. Yeah, I, I think, and but that's that's why I would say it is going to be worth it in a year when they get it so that it's playable for everybody. I don't I don't think that it's worth it now um, because the experience. I mean, you're willing to put up with it with the game crashing and you having to restart, um, but. You, you're you're paying eighty to one hundred and twenty bucks for that, um, and and I would suggest that the developer should have done a better job to make sure that it was actually a functional game for everybody before they shipped it. And frankly, CD Projekt Red they actually um, had a, a release yesterday, essentially saying, yeah, we we actually um, only really tested it on PCs and we only sent out review copies beforehand to reviewers who are playing on PC and we didn't really test it against last gen consoles let alone the newer gen consoles even if you're playing it on a PS5 it's a PS4 version of the game that you're playing on the PS5 the only reason that it's working a bit better is because the power on the PS5 or your Xbox Series X it's it's a more powerful console, so it's able to run some of these things better. Um, next year, at some point, there will be true next-gen versions of the games for PS5 and Xbox Series X. I just can't justify recommending it to anybody who's going to be spending close to 100 or more than $100 on it if it's fundamentally broken for them. In a year, when they fix the problems, it's going to be one of the best games ever. Yeah, no question. No question. And it was like this with The Witcher 3, too, right? When it came out, it was an absolute mess at launch, and then they gave it so much labor and love, and it's regarded as one of the best games on the last generation. So I think Cyberpunk is no different in that regard. It's it's the same studio, and so and and we're hearing a lot of that. It's like, well, this is what the studio does. The difference is when they came out with The Witcher Three, um, they were still kind of on the outside. They weren't quite as popular or as well known. Um, they did not help themselves by overhyping this game over the past couple of years as much as they did. Um, if they're if they were always going to deliver a product that was fundamentally broken when you started to play it. Um, I, I think that they would have been well served. And actually, it's really interesting. Nobody's now complaining about Halo Infinite being delayed a year now that we've seen what's happened when you try and push a game out before it's ready. Um, would you rather have Cyberpunk 2077 broken or would you rather wait a year and be able to play it and have it be 
as amazing as it is because the potential is there. Hmm. Uh, it's interesting stuff. I, uh, uh, you guys are so deep into this. Um, and you guys just know best. So I appreciate both of you. Thank you, Ryan. And thank you, Blaine Kylo for being here on the show. This is, um, because the 24th is going to be Christmas Eve. We will not be here. We will have a Christmas version of the show on. Um, Merry Christmas to you, brother. I hope your time with your family is awesome. I hope that your, because I know that you and your your clan love to hit the slopes and let gravity have its way with you down the snow. I wish you the best skiing over the holidays and look forward to talking soon. We'll be skiing. We'll be playing games. We're going to be having lots of fun. Merry Christmas, brother. I'll talk to you. Bye-bye. Blaine Kylo, right there on the show.